We are reading Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 24 through the end of chapter 52 and Proverbs 17 here on Commuter Bible OT. The prophecy against Babylon continues from our last episode today as we read the rest of chapter 51. In it, the Lord calls upon several nations to wage war against Babylon, bringing devastation and destruction. When that time of judgment comes, the Lord calls his people out of Babylon, telling them not to be fearful. When the prophecy concludes, Jeremiah instructs Sariah to go to Babylon, declare the prophecy, then tie the scroll to a rock and throw it into the Euphrates River, symbolizing that Babylon will sink and never rise again. After the words of Jeremiah are concluded, the book ends with historic accounts. Jeremiah, chapter 51, verse 24, through chapter 52, verse 34. Before your very eyes, I will repay Babylon and all the residents of Chaldea for all their evil they have done in Zion. This is the Lord's declaration. Look, I am against you, devastating mountain. This is the Lord's declaration. You devastate the whole earth. I will stretch out my hand against you, roll you down from the cliffs, and turn you into a charred mountain. No one will be able to retrieve a cornerstone or a foundation stone from you, because you will become desolate forever. This is the Lord's declaration. Raise a signal flag in the land. Blow a ram's horn among the nations. Set apart the nations against her. Summon kingdoms against her. Ararat, Minai, and Ashkenaz. Appoint a marshal against her. Bring up horses like a swarm of locusts. Set apart the nations for battle against her, the kings of Media, her governors, and all her officials, and all the lands they rule. The earth quakes and trembles because the Lord's intentions against Babylon stand to make the land of Babylon a desolation without inhabitant. Babylon's warriors have stopped fighting. They sit in their strongholds. Their might is exhausted. They have become like women. Babylon's homes have been set ablaze. Her gate bars are shattered. Messenger races to meet messenger and herald to meet herald to announce to the king of Babylon that his city has been captured from end to end. The fords have been seized The marshes set on fire, and the fighting men are terrified. For this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. Daughter Babylon is like a threshing floor at the time it is trampled. In just a little while, her harvest time will come. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has devoured me. He has crushed me. He has set me aside like an empty dish. He has swallowed me like a sea monster, 
He filled his belly with my delicacies. He has vomited me out. Let the violence done to me and my family be done to Babylon, says the inhabitant of Zion. Let my blood be on the inhabitants of Chaldea, says Jerusalem. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I am about to champion your cause and take vengeance on your behalf. I will dry up her sea and make her fountain run dry. Babylon will become a heap of rubble, a jackal's den, a desolation and an object of scorn without inhabitant. They will roar together like young lions. They will growl like lion cubs. While they are flushed with heat, I will serve them a feast, and I will make them drunk so that they celebrate. Then they will fall asleep forever and never wake up. This is the Lord's declaration. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams together with male goats. How Sheshach has been captured! The praise of the whole earth seized. What a horror Babylon has become among the nations. The sea has risen over Babylon. She is covered with its tumultuous waves. Her cities have become a desolation, an arid desert, a land where no one lives, where no human being even passes through. I will punish Bel in Babylon. I will make him vomit what he swallowed. The nations will no longer stream to him. Even Babylon's wall will fall. Come out from among her, my people. Save your lives, each of you, from the Lord's burning anger. May you not come cowardly or fearful, when the report is proclaimed in the land. For the report will come one year, and then another the next year. There will be violence in the land with ruler against ruler. Therefore, look, the days are coming when I will punish Babylon's carved images. Her entire land will suffer shame, and all her slain will lie fallen within her. Heaven and earth and everything in them will shout for joy over Babylon because the destroyers from the north will come against her. This is the Lord's declaration. Babylon must fall because of the slain of Israel, even as the slain of the whole earth fell because of Babylon. You who have escaped the sword, go and do not stand still. Remember the Lord from far away, and let Jerusalem come to your mind. We are shamed, because we have heard insults. Humiliation covers our faces, because foreigners have entered the holy places of the Lord's temple. Therefore, look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. When I will punish her carved images and the wounded will groan throughout her land. Even if Babylon should ascend to the heavens and fortify her tall fortresses, 
Destroyers will come against her from me. This is the Lord's declaration. The sound of a cry from Babylon. The sound of terrible destruction from the land of the Chaldeans. For the Lord is going to devastate Babylon. He will silence her mighty voice. Their waves roar like a huge torrent. The tumult of their voice resounds. For a destroyer is coming against her, against Babylon. Her warriors will be captured, their bows shattered, for the Lord is a God of retribution. He will certainly repay. I will make her princes and sages drunk, along with her governors, officials, and warriors. Then they will fall asleep forever and never wake up. This is the king's declaration. The Lord of armies is his name. This is what the Lord of armies says. Babylon's thick walls will be totally demolished and her high gates set ablaze. The peoples will have labored for nothing. The nations will weary themselves only to feed the fire. This is what the prophet Jeremiah commanded Sariah, son of Neriah, son of Messiah, the quartermaster, when he went to Babylon with King Zedekiah of Judah in the fourth year of Zedekiah's reign. Jeremiah wrote on one scroll about all the disaster that would come to Babylon. All these words were written against Babylon. Jeremiah told Sariah, When you get to Babylon, see that you read all these words aloud. Say, Lord, you have threatened to cut off this place so that no one will live in it, people or animals. Indeed, it will remain desolate forever. When you have finished reading this scroll, tie a stone to it and throw it into the middle of the Euphrates River. Then say, In the same way, Babylon will sink and never rise again because of the disaster I am bringing on her. They will grow weary. The words of Jeremiah end here. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hamutal, 
daughter of Jeremiah. She was from Libna. Zedekiah did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as Jehoiakim had done. Because of the Lord's anger, it came to the point in Jerusalem and Judah that he finally banished them from his presence. Then Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. In the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, on the tenth day of the tenth month, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon advanced against Jerusalem with his entire army. They laid siege to the city and built a siege wall against it all around. The city was under siege until King Zedekiah's eleventh year. By the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine was so severe in the city that the common people had no food. Then the city was broken into, and all the warriors fled. They left the city at night by way of the city gate between the two walls near the king's garden, though the Chaldeans surrounded the city. They made their way along the route to the Arabah. The Chaldean army pursued the king and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. Zedekiah's entire army left him and scattered. The Chaldeans seized the king and brought him to the king of Babylon at Riblah in the land of Hamath, and he passed sentence on him. At Riblah, the king of Babylon slaughtered Zedekiah's sons before his eyes, and he also slaughtered the Judean commanders. Then he blinded Zedekiah and bound him with bronze chains. The king of Babylon brought Zedekiah to Babylon, where he kept him in custody until his dying day. On the tenth day of the fifth month, which was the nineteenth year of King Zedekiah, king of Babylon, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, entered Jerusalem as the representative of the king of Babylon. He burned the Lord's temple, the king's palace, all the houses of Jerusalem. He burned down all the great houses. The whole Chaldean army, with the captain of the guards, tore down all the walls surrounding Jerusalem. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, deported some of the poorest of the people, as well as the rest of the people who remained in the city, the deserters who had defected to the king of Babylon, and the rest of the craftsmen. But Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, left some of the poorest of the land to be vine dressers and farmers. Now the Chaldeans broke into pieces the bronze pillars for the Lord's temple, and the water carts and the bronze basin that were in the Lord's temple, and they carried all the bronze to Babylon. They also took the pots, shovels, wick trimmers, sprinkling basins, dishes, and all the bronze articles used in the temple service. The captain of the guards took away the bowls, firepans, sprinkling basins, pots, lampstands, pans, and drink-offering bowls, whatever was gold or silver. As for the two pillars, the one basin with the twelve bronze oxen under it, and the water carts that King Solomon had made for the Lord's temple, the weight of the bronze of all these articles was beyond measure. One pillar was twenty-seven feet tall, 
had a circumference of eighteen feet, was hollow, four fingers thick, and had a bronze capital on top of it. One capital, encircled by bronze grating and pomegranates, stood seven and a half feet high. The second pillar was the same, with pomegranates. Each capital had ninety-six pomegranates all around it. All the pomegranates around the grating numbered one hundred. The captain of the guards also took away Sariah the chief priest, Zephaniah the priest of the second rank, and the three doorkeepers. From the city he took a court official who had been appointed over the warriors, seven trusted royal aides found in the city, the secretary of the commander of the army, who enlisted the people of the land for military duty, and sixty men from the common people who were found within the city. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, took them and brought them to the king of Babylon at Riblah. The king of Babylon put them to death at Riblah in the land of Hamath. So Judah went into exile from its land. These are the people Nebuchadnezzar deported. In the seventh year, 3,023 Jews. In his eighteenth year, 832 people from Jerusalem. In Nebuchadnezzar's twenty-third year, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, deported 745 Jews. Altogether, 4,600 people were deported. On the twenty-fifth day of the twelfth month of the thirty-seventh year of the exile of Judah's king Jehoiachin, King Evil Merodach of Babylon, in the first year of his reign, pardoned King Jehoiachin of Judah and released him from prison. He spoke kindly to him and set his throne above the thrones of the kings who were with him in Babylon. So Jehoiachin changed his prison clothes and he dined regularly in the presence of the king of Babylon for the rest of his life. As for his allowance, a regular allowance was given to him by the king of Babylon, a portion for each day until the day of his death for the rest of his life. Proverbs chapter 17 Better a dry crust with peace than a house full of feasting with strife. A prudent servant will rule over a graceful son and share an inheritance among brothers. A crucible for silver and a smelter for gold, and the Lord is the tester of hearts. A wicked person listens to malicious talk. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. The one who mocks the poor insults his maker, and one who rejoices over calamity will not go unpunished. Grandchildren are the crown of the elderly, and the pride of children is their fathers. Eloquent words are not appropriate on a fool's lips. How much worse are lies for a ruler? A bribe seems like a magic stone to its owner. Wherever he turns, he succeeds. Whoever conceals an offense promotes love, but whoever gossips about it 
separates friends. A rebuke cuts into a perceptive person, more than a hundred lashes into a fool. An evil person desires only rebellion. A cruel messenger will be sent against him. Better for a person to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than a fool in his foolishness. If anyone returns evil for good, evil will never depart from his house. To start a conflict is to release a flood. Stop the dispute before it breaks out. Acquitting the guilty and condemning the just, both are detestable to the Lord. Why does a fool have money in his hand with no intention of buying wisdom? A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a difficult time. One without sense enters an agreement and puts up security for his friend. One who loves to offend loves strife. One who builds a high threshold invites injury. One with a twisted mind will not succeed, and one with deceitful speech will fall into ruin. A man fathers a fool to his own sorrow. The father of a fool has no joy. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. A wicked person secretly takes a bribe to subvert the course of justice. Wisdom is the focus of the perceptive, but a fool's eyes roam to the ends of the earth. A foolish son is grief to his father and bitterness to the one who bore him. It is certainly not good to fine an innocent person or to beat a noble for his honesty. The one who has knowledge restrains his words, and one who keeps a cool head is a person of understanding. Even a fool is considered wise when he keeps silent, discerning when he seals his lips. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways know Him, and He will make your paths straight.